Hello, I'm Wendy Buffington. Thank you for joining me at Legacy Messages by Dennis Kiesler. Dennis Kiesler was my grandfather who was a minister for most of his life. And I am just sharing the gospel through his preaching. Today's message is the greatest thing that could ever be. Maybe I don't tell you often enough, but you just don't know what a thrill it is for me to stand up here every Sunday morning and look at your smiling faces. Oh yes, on occasion somebody get a little nap and you sleep a little bit, but that's alright. Uh, if I can't keep you awake, that's my fault. So if you want to take a little nap, that's not going to hurt a thing in the world. Not going to hurt a thing. We just love you for coming. I want you to know that. It's just a delight to have you in the audience. And among those that are present, and I don't ever remember names, but it's Sister Crow's the mama that's with us today. She fell some time ago and kind of hurt herself. She was a little slow coming in today, but we're just delighted to have her. In fact, it's just great to see everyone present. Everyone present. I have mixed emotions about the service this morning. And uh, my, my thoughts perhaps are going to range from the younger ones to the older ones. And uh, hopefully there will be something from this message that God will use in, in a wonderful way. I don't specifically have a topic but I want to read some very sobering passages of Scripture. And if you want to turn with me, let's look at Ecclesiastes in the Old Bible, if you will turn there. The great man Solomon, and there could be, and uh, there are volumes written concerning this uh, great man's writing. A man that was endowed with great wisdom that made this request of God when he had a choice. He said, Lord, that I may know how to be able to go in and out before my people give you wisdom. And God not only gave him wisdom, but he gave him all the wealth that uh, a man could ever have. It may be that we have had fantasies in our lifetime. We may have dreamed of having all the wealth and of being able to travel the world over. It may be that we are learned and uh, maybe we have had fantasies of being a very learned person and uh, being able to accomplish and achieve such great feats as men who have gone down in history. Our great presidents, our great uh, heads of state, our great leaders. I don't know who it was that had reached such pinnacle of the temple, who had enjoyed 
so much of this world's good, had experienced all the thrilling things that uh, a man could experience, had walked on the beaches of the oceans of the world, a man that had sat in council with some of the wisest men, a great, great leader. I, I read this recently, but I don't retain the name of the man. But there was a question asked of this man after he had uh, enjoyed all of the fullness of a life and had served in such capacities and had uh, been elevated to the very highest. Someone asked him the question, could you recall back the most moving and startling discovery, the most momentous occasion? Could you bring back in your memory the thing that out, was so outstanding that was perhaps the greatest thing that ever happened to you? A thought, maybe, as you pondered. As you thought, as you sat with great philosophers, can you tell me the one greatest thing that ever came to your mind? And the old gentleman smiled and said, Yes, walking along the sandy beach, that little song that Jesus loves me, this I know. He said, That was the greatest thing that ever entered his mind is the fact that Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. Now you might uh, have great dreams and great ambitions, but the smartest thing that you could ever desire is to know Jesus in the forgiveness and in all of his power, and to be acquainted with him. So folks, that's it. That's the greatest thing that could ever, could ever be. In the 12th chapter of Ecclesiastes, that first verse, I'm going to read a few verses. I may back up in the 11th chapter just a bit. But the, 11th, the, the 12th chapter, the first verse, and I like to see many of you looking in your Bibles. I like that. But those of you that are not looking, or maybe you don't have it, just listen. Remember now, thy Creator, in the days of thy youth, Remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth. While the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. Let me stop there for just a moment. In our youthful years, and I can speak from experience, Never will I forget some years ago now, Francis and I went with Brother Roy Welburn to the Holy Land. 
And uh, it seemed as though that my strength was uh, just in its prime. I, I was very strong and agile. No problem to climb the rough terrain of that country there and get up on the walls and walk around a portion of it, the great wall there at Jerusalem. No problem in my strength. It was just amazing. And I remember back as a younger man and a younger child, worked all day in the field, hoeing cotton or plowing or whatever, come home at night and have so much energy, run and play in the twilight hours, just some of the most happy times. But as I have grown a little bit older, I am beginning to feel my strength. Got out of the car the other day and the reflection in the, the Rostonian, as I saw myself when I had been riding the distance, and uh, Francis and I, and I was a little bit stiff, and as I got out of the car, I happened to see that gray-headed fella kind of, you know, taking his time, straightening up and walking in. And I said to Francis, Francis, I'm getting old. And uh, so we all are getting older. Now, I don't have a thing that I can tell you this morning that you don't know. I don't ex uh, I would like to be able to hold you totally spellbound and and hold you there with your mouth open and you listening there in every word. But perhaps sometimes I become boring, and I know that. But I just want to thank you for tolerating me and for allowing me to speak to you. But I do want to tell you this. That every time the sun comes up, I'm just going to remind us, we're one day old. Oh, Father... Time just keeps moving right along and we're growing older and in some cases some of us are becoming to be a little bit uh, uh, worn. But I want us to think and I want to talk to the precious young people just for a moment in this audience. You may think that I'll never grow old but you will. You may think that I've got just all the time to do for the Lord and to do the things that I want to do. But time slips up on us. Time has a way of getting away from us. I cannot believe, and just let me name uh, one young man, uh, Brother Harvest and Sister Mayor Porter's son, Butch. They called him Butch. I never have known him any other way. He was just a precious young boy and grew up, came to our house with Clark and uh, would play. But now, Butch is a great... I just can't believe that time has gone away from us like it is. But the thought this morning that I want to drive home to us is to remember thy Creator in the days of thy youth while the evil days come nigh. That means when we're becoming older. And there are so many uh, steps in this that... Uh, Solomon in his writing he has brought out to us. Let me just read uh, about four of those verses 
There, while we're here, says, while the sun or the light or the moon or the stars be not darkened, neither the clouds return after the rain. In the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble and the strong men shall bow themselves and the grinders cease because they're few and those that look out the windows be darkened and the doors shall be shut in the streets and the sound of the grinding is low and he shall rise up at the voice of a bird and all the doors of music shall be brought low. This, it might be a little bit misleading to us just looking at it from the surface, but this has a tendency to deal with aging, growing older. When it said in the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble. Uh, I can remember, I can remember back uh, many, many years ago when this great man, Brother Hoyt Dove, that's sitting in the audience now, when he was just as agile as he could be, when he was just as steady, and he'd work all day and drive and preach revival meetings at night, preach camp meeting, and I remember that. But now I see Brother Hoyt as his steps are a little slower and his hands are just a little bit shaky. And uh, he's just not as stable as he was when he was a young man. You see, that's what Solomon is saying here. In the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble. I see Sister Pauline as she comes huffing and puffing up the steps. And she becomes so weak and just hard to get in. See, she's growing older. And uh, all of us are that way. We're all getting there. We're growing older. So Solomon is admonishing us to remember thy creator in the days of thy youth. And then when it said, the strong men shall bow themselves. And of course this means uh, uh, talking about uh, the strength of our legs and being so young and so strong. Looking last night, and I drove over to the hospital and John had his uh, misfortunes of the accident. And uh, just to see that muscular, stout young man lying on the stretchers, I, I stood with him in the emergency room while they were waiting for the development of the pictures. And to see him and to see uh, these young men like Mike and uh, these others in the audience as they play ball and how they can mind, uh, how they can just run and they're so flexible and so agile and how strong they are and how wonderful that is. And I remember back years ago when I would like to do that. But not anymore. Not anymore. I would, if I play ball now, folks, all that I can do is stand up to the bat, knock it out of the park, and walk around. I can't run like I used to run. That's just about the way it is. And we're getting that way. All of us are getting that way. And it said something about the grinders uh, becoming few. And uh, that means our teeth as they wear out and we don't have many teeth. It takes us longer to eat. And if you should look in my mouth, you would see a lot of work that I've had done to be able to, to continue to eat. But the great man said, remember that I created in the days of thy youth. And I want to, I want to just really admonish us as 
uh, a congregation, whatever age bracket we may be in, and especially our young, strong boys and girls that are so active in their mind, they're so keen, they're so sharp, you know, there comes a time when our mind begins to uh, fade from us and we, we forget to, uh, and we have to ask for help. We, our memory isn't as clear as it has been. And these things happen. I'd like to go back and, and look at, at verse 9 in the preceding chapter just for a moment. The great man said, Rejoice, O young man, in thy youth, and let thine heart cheer thee in the days of thy youth, and walk in the ways of thine heart and in the sight of thine eyes. But know thou that for all these things God will bring thee into judgment. Now let me talk just a little bit about this. Solomon, he's talking about a mixed uh, a life. He's talking about a balanced life. He says it's all right to rejoice in the days of thy youth. Go ahead and, and, and uh, just enjoy your youthful time. That is so great to be able to do that. I would not, uh, would not like to uh, intimate that we're to become so serious-minded in our days of youth that we never have any fun. There's nothing wrong with uh, getting out and having fun and enjoying our youth. Let's enjoy that. But there's also a word of caution. Just be sure that God's going to bring everything into judgment. In fact, the last verse, let me read the last two verses of the 12th chapter there. Uh, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God, keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work unto judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Now this, this message this morning, it just completely wraps all of us up. We need to remember our Creator in the days of our youth. It's alright to have a good time. Just go ahead, but just be aware that God's going to bring everything into judgment. So let's just enjoy uh, living. Let's enjoy our youth. Let's enjoy the times that we have yet at youth camp to see the children as they participate in various things and the activity. There's nothing wrong with going to Six Flags if you want to ride some of those rides, but now I've got better sense than to get on some of those things that just absolutely scare you to death. I like to go out there. It's been years since I've been, but I like to go out there and ride maybe that barrel down into the water. I've done that. That's okay. But get on those whirling things and those crazy things up and down. The Lord give me more intelligence than to do that. And so I'm not going to do that. You might want to do it if you want to, but not me. You see, we're going on. We're changing. And as a young person, I might have enjoyed that more. As a young person, I like to take the challenges. I just assume maybe jump a fence after my life and I was married. I didn't weigh but 142 pounds at the time when we were married, or 152 it might have been, and being six foot two and going across the pasture to work on the farm or whatever, come to a gate instead of opening it, I jumped the gate sometimes just acting, you know, just youthful, just full of life. But I wouldn't dare try that now because I'm growing older. I'm getting to be an older man. No, sir, there may have been a time uh, that Brother Crow might have acted foolish like that too and done some things. 
but he won't do it anymore. No, so he takes his time. Uh, Dwight Phillips might have been uh, careless and rambunctious in his younger years, but I grant you he walks very cautiously now. We all do that. Remember our Creator in the days of our youth. Let's remember Him, but we're going to grow older. And we're going to face God. All the things that we do is going to be brought into judgment. And God help us to so discipline our lives and to read the Word of God and to seek His face for guidance. God help us to do this. Because there's coming a time when we're going to cross the line of worlds. I remember reading about this precious little boy, this great man, Charles Allen, how it tells the story. Back in 1800, when this little boy, John Todd, was born to a family in the Rutland, Vermont. And they moved to Killingsworth. And by the time he was six years of age, both parents died. And the children had to be divided. Going to various places. And there was one aunt that lived about 12 miles away sent word that she would take John as her son and would be a mother to him and raise him. I don't know about the other children where they went. But he went there and lived with her for 15 years until he was 21. Then he went away to school studying for the ministry. In 35 years that had transpired from the time that he went to live with her until, of course, there were communications. But he gets a letter from his aunt and says, John, I'm sick and I'm nearing death. I'm an old person now. And I want to know, John, you're in the ministry. I want to know, do I have anything to fear? Do I have anything to dread? And John sits down and he writes his aunt a letter. And he says, When I was six years old and my parents had died, and you said that I could come and live with you, he said, I was disappointed. On that morning when you did not come for me yourself. But you said, Caesar, the colored man on a big horse. And said, I'll never forget that morning the tears and the fear in my life. As I was set upon this high horse and I clutched to the black man, Caesar. And I started the trip to your house, 12 miles. And said, darkness fell before we got there, and I was frightened. And holding on to Caesar, riding behind on that horse, I asked him, do you think that 
my aunt will be up waiting for me. And he said, oh yes, so don't you worry. He said, when we get through these woods out into the clearing, you can look across and you'll see a light. She'll be waiting for you. And in the letter he wrote, he said, I'll never forget when we arrived at the house and there you stood in the door and you came down the steps. You came out to that horse and you lifted your hands and you nestled me in your arms. You carried me inside to a, a big fire and a warm supper. And you carried me to my room and showed me where I'd be living. And you let me say my prayers. You sit with me as I sit them. And you sat there until I fell asleep. But said, now it's not going to be long until you're going to hear the summons that this someone's coming for you. And said, don't be afraid, don't be the dark rider of death. Just be assured that as, as I was met at your house 35 years ago, just be assured that on that trip, so I'll watch you until you go out of sight. And then I'll wait for the time that I can come. So because the Lord will be there to welcome you to your home. Just as the Lord used you in such a way and said, really, it was God that welcomed me into your arms. You were the arms of God as a frightened little boy that needed some consolation and some assurance. I want you to know that God is going to be waiting for you and He'll wait for you. He'll keep the lights on and everything's going to be fine. So those of us who have reached the mature years, I want us to hold on to the unchanging hand of God. There may be some apprehension. There may be some questions about death. There may be some. But I want you to know the great man in his final analysis, he said that dust shall return to dust. The Spirit's going to go back to be with God. So there's going to be a wonderful time. As he gave the journal of his life, he talked about all the great things that he had accomplished and all the things that he had experienced. But he said in this life, under the sun, it is all... to admonish us this morning and especially our young people remember thy creator in the days of our youth those of us who are growing older and some older let's just remember that there is a welcoming time in ahead of us we're going home and that bright day could be tomorrow that bright day could be tomorrow that bright day could be tomorrow on the other shore. The smart thing to do, folks, is to remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth. 
That's remembering all the days of our life and our youth and our little years and our senior years. Let's just remember Him and love Him. Would you bow your heads with us, please? Every head bowed. Heavenly Father, you see the condition that's prevailing. And you know the needs that's existing today. Dear God, I'm asking that you would grant to us that very keen feeling of remembering. That keen sense of the importance of remembering our Creator in the days of our youth. Oh Lord, we're asking that you would grant to us the wisdom and the knowledge that we need. Dear God, dear God, speak to all of our hearts and help us to recognize that now we need to remember our Creator. Now we need to recognize the blessings. No, Lord, those that are in this audience that are young and vibrant, they're strong in their physical bodies, they're healthy. Lord, help them totally to dedicate their lives to You. You can work as the song the little lady sang earlier in the service. I was born to serve the Lord. My hands were made to help my neighbor. My eyes were made to read God's Word. My feet were made to walk in His likeness. Oh Lord, help us. Help us to say, yes, Lord, take my entire body. Because I was born to serve You. Help us, Lord, just to remember our Creator in the days of our youth. Speak to every heart. Speak to every heart this morning. Dear God, there may be some young girl or some young boy, and they're not totally committed to You. They're not totally satisfied with their relationship with You. I've asked them that You'll speak to their hearts. Help them to recognize the blessings of living for God. While every head's bowed in this audience and every eye's closed, I wonder if there is an individual, is there a young person here and you're not satisfied with your, with your life, with your commitment to Jesus? And you'd like to rededicate your life to Him. Remember that creates one of the days of that year. Say not tomorrow. This is your day. Listen, this is an individual thing. Don't wait for someone else to influence you. This is your decision. This is your commitment.
I'm going to ask something this morning that I normally don't do. I'm going to ask those that are 18 years of age and under, would you be kind enough just to come to this altar and let us pray together? 18 years and under, would you just get up and come? Thank you for doing that. I appreciate that. Come on, young people. That's great. That's great. I like that. Remember thy creator in the days of thy That's all right, mamas. Come with them if you like. That's all right. If they don't want to come by themselves, just come with them, mothers, and let's kneel in this altar. And I'm not just asking for these, but I'm asking for anybody in the audience. Would you get up and come and kneel at this altar? Let's remember our Creator in the days of our youth. You want to come? It's all right. It's all right. Everybody. It's all right, son. Just come right on. You want to kneel here before God? It's okay. Just come and kneel before the Lord. That's fine. That's so good. Amen. Amen. That's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. I'm asking others, would you come and just just fill this place up around here this morning and pray together? Thank you for coming. That's great. Amen. Amen. Are you coming? Everybody that will, for just a short time, would you come? God bless you for coming. 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 Say not tomorrow. Just want to stand around, that's fine. Just pray, just come and let us worship the Lord together. Amen. Amen.
had all the time we need to plow the fields and plant the seed. Now I realize the darkened skies say life is stealing all, and while we wait, it's growing late. The day. Say not tomorrow, I hope to plow. There's no time to borrow. It's summer now. There are helpless millions reaching out to mercy's hands. While God's still searching for someone to till the land. Before Martha went to Costa Rica, she sang a song that something similar to this, my house is full but my fields are empty. Who will go and work today? And so let me say to you young people, there's a great need of laborers in the harvest. And to all of us, there's a great need for reaching out. So God grant that we will remember our Creator. It just done me so much good to see these young boys come up this morning and pray. This young lady that came, all of you that came, I want to say thank you for participating. God bless you. God use you. Amen. 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 All right. Choir practice at 5.30. Devotional service at 6.30. As usual, come. And let's, let's pray. I want to say thank the Lord. Brother Edmund blessed my heart when he mentioned last Wednesday night desire to pray for the revival meeting. Wanted to meet Saturday morning over at the Brush Auburn and invited anyone that would go with him. Some of us were gone, we had other obligations. But he told me last night as we sat together and visited for a while that he didn't get to go over there. It was raining, but he drove up on the ball field in his truck and parked and prayed for the revival meeting. Let's pray, folks. And I want to say thank the Lord for him and for all of you, for everything that you're doing. Let's pray. Let's pray that God will save souls that God will strengthen us. The man that's coming to preach us a revival meeting is one of the greatest biblical preachers I've ever heard. And I want us to pray much that God will use him, strengthen his body. He's an older gentleman. He's got some years, but he's still able to preach. He preached last year our gathering at the campground, and it was so great. All right, all minds clear. Wednesday night, family night. Brother Larry is going to be speaking for us brotherhood. So all of you men, be here if you possibly can on Wednesday night. What about the ladies? Do they have any particular speaker? We'll talk about that later. I will give you the topic. I will tell them to be speaking. Okay. All right. All right. You women folks are all things doing. You know, all the time doing things in the secret.
Oh, mercy, we men folk just worry about it. All right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And there's going to be a retreat for the brotherhood, too, is there not? Or was there something that I was, I didn't get it all. No, no. We're going to have a brotherhood offering Sunday, a special, yeah, a special day for the general brotherhood to receive an offering. That's what it was. He you know, that's the first business week that I've been in a long time when the Spirit of God was in. There was, there was a lot of, Amen. That's great. That's great. Amen. Amen. Thank the Lord. Brother Pitts didn't know that I was there. He and his wife and sister Catherine are sitting up about middle ways, and I sat a little bit closer to the back. And when we finally come to the conclusion of the business part, and uh, Brother Howard wanted to know if. Uh, Different ones want to say something about their church. Naturally, Brother Pitts got up, and uh, he he just he just did a great job. And I told my wife, I said I was real proud of Brother Pitts. Uh, he got up and spoke about the church at New Hope, and so I, I didn't. I, all I did, I just kind of lifted my hand, raised my hand to acknowledge that I was there. When he didn't know if I was there or not, but I appreciated that. Were you supposed to Why have you let me forget it, Jesse? And we've let some folks get away. For goodness sakes, we'd better get that offering. Honey, you got your checkbook? Okay. Well, all right. Now this is a... a man, I wish I had regret that I have forgotten this. But I trust that you have prayed about it this week. How many remembered it? Apparently nobody... Well, yeah, you did remember. But I forgot that... Okay. Okay. There's been several thousand dollars that they've gone in debt for fixing up the campground. And uh, if you've never been there, how many have never been to the White County Campground? Could I see your hand up real high? You've never been to the White County Campground. There's a few. Well, I want all of you to go, and I wish you to be there on that first Friday night to hear me preach my first time to ever preach camp meeting. I want you to be there. I've preached youth camps. Been asked to preach a lot of times, but I've never preached them. But now, we want to raise some, some money. Uh, Garner, how about you and that fellow right behind you be my ushers? Come on and be my ushers. And let's receive this honor. I hadn't got Garner to do the thing in 40 years. I'm getting act as my usher this morning. That's great. That's great. That's great. Okay, if you want to make your check out, make it to the Union Grove Campground, or if you want to make it out to the New Hope Church, and it will be used for that. Would you stand with us and remain standing? You get to your bill full. If you have to sit down and write a check, sit down and write it. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you. We want to thank you for this wonderful opportunity. 
And oh Lord, as Brother John Wood reminded us that in the countries where he is now, they would actually clap their hands when the time came to give in an offering. They were so thrilled to give. And oh Lord, help us to be grateful. Help us to have the joy of giving as we give. And we'll praise you for it. Amen and amen. Remain standing in that scene.